at a time when investors are confronted with market volatility and a variety of challenges fueled by the uncertainty of inflation, unsettled geopolitical tensions, and economic pressures, Justin Klein and Steve Peasley stand ready to take your finance and investment questions and share their unbiased answers. This is Invest Talk, independent thinking, shared success. Invest Talk is made possible by KPP Financial, a registered investment advisor firm serving clients throughout the United States. The clarity for your path forward starts now. Here is KPP Financial President, Financial Advisor, Steve Peasley. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, December 30th, 2022, and that means it was the last trading day of the year, everybody. Um, New Year's coming up, 2023. I hope it certainly looks better than 2022 by the time we finish, because 2022 has been a very poor year for the stock market. So New Year's Eve is tomorrow, and I'm hoping you have a safe and sound New Year's Eve party if you're going there, going to go out. But be careful and be safe. Got to be safe for the new year. Now, it's, it's tempting to pretend that the market's just going to be like it is this year, but this last year, but it won't be. It's going to be vastly different. Now, is it going to be more dangerous or less dangerous, more dynamic or less dynamic than in 2022? My personal opinion, I think I mentioned a couple of times, I think we're going to have a rough start and a good finish for the year. That's my personal belief for the year. Why, why do I believe that? Well, you know, I have certain reasons for that, and most of it surrounds the Fed. The Fed's going to continue raising rates. They're going to be successful in slowing down the economy and maybe throw us in a deep recession, maybe just a mild recession. I don't know. Either way, the market will react to that for the beginning of the year, the first part of the year. Then they'll see the light of the tunnel when the Fed says, okay, we better start lightening up. That's how I see it. And so the market feels that earnings are going to start picking up. Now, maybe not this year. When I say this year, next year, 2023. But earnings might pick up in 2024. The market is going to start reflecting better outlook by the by sometime late next year. That's that's my thesis, anyways. Of course, it could be wrong, but I I think I think that's a pretty accurate or a pretty I've thought this through pretty detailed, looked at all the numbers. I think it's a pretty good thesis for us to work with, okay? So my name's Steve Peasley. I'm here to help you on this radio and podcast program with anything financial, anything financial that you need help with, need an answer to, or need some guidance, we'll talk about that, okay? If it's about your portfolio, the strategy of your portfolio, I'll be happy to talk about that. If it's just your 401k, what you should do, or should you buy property, not buy property, what, whatever it is financial, we'll discuss. How about insurance? You know, I'm not a big, I have a very deep background in insurance, but I'm not a big insurance guy. I'm not one of those guys that thinks you got to have insurance for everything. I don't. So... The phone lines are now open. You can call and ask your questions anytime you want, but we're live right now, 24 hours a day, seven days a week is when you can call. But right now, Monday through Friday, 4 to 5 Pacific time, we are live. And the number is always the same, whether live or not, 888-99-CHART. Okay, 888-992-4278. My focus point today, 
Will the Fed drive the market in 2023? Will the Fed drive the markets in 2023? Now, you know the Fed played a huge role in 2022. We know that because they dramatically increased interest rates throughout the year, trying to stay on top of inflation, and which, you know, we've talked about way back when, they were way too late to fight inflation, which turned out to be true. I mean, they should have started fighting inflation in 2021, but they didn't start until 2022. You know, they're not very proactive. They're reactive. Anyway, so my focus point is about what are they going? To, what kind of role will they play this coming year? Time to permit, I will also get into a few other things that I've written down. Uh, reasons, reasons that take, reasons to take early retirement, Social Security benefits. Reasons to take early retirement. Uh, also, Russia assets owned by unfriendly, quote unquote, unfriendly countries or country men or women may have to take a 50% cut if they want to sell those assets, plus Russia will take, Russia government takes 10% commission. This is a, but we got to talk about investing in foreign markets. It's dangerous, and this is a danger. And finally, how much does it take to be the top 10% earners in the United States of income earners? How much money do you have to earn to become the top 10% earner in the United States? How about 5%? About 1%? Well, I have numbers based on 2020. How much money you need to earn to make the top 10%? I think you're going to be shocked. Okay? So those are things I'm going to talk about, at least try to talk about. If, but you drive the show. So it's going to be wherever you want it to go. As long as it's financial, I'm going with you. So we have some voice bank questions as well, and I'll get to those 403B retirement funds and a question on VTOL. VTOL is a Bisto Group out of Houston. So we're going to talk about those hopefully. And how did the market do today? I'm surprised the market came back as strong as it did. Came back pretty good, really. It was down, still down. NASDAQ was down, the Dow was down 73, NASDAQ down 12, and the S&P down 10. But that's a huge comeback from what it was midday, which surprised me, which is a good surprise. We like those kinds of surprises. Those are good surprises. So why don't we go ahead and start with our first email. Hello, I had a question about ticker LEA, the company is Lear. I currently hold a 1% position, down about 30%, and wanted to see your insight as to whether I should add to it, hold, or sell it. Thank you. Bye. Lear Corporation, everybody, out of Southfield, Michigan, manufactures seating, electrical systems, products for automotive OEMs. Uh, so it's in the auto industry. It's very cyclical, and the reason why it's gone down is because it's very cyclical, and we're in the... That's part of the cycle that usually auto stocks go down. Now, the question is, has it gone down far enough? And is it cheap enough? It's selling for $124 a share, and it's going to make $12.95 next year. That's almost a 50% jump from this year. 
I would want to know why does it earnings jump so high next year? I want to get deeper into that. Not too much debt. Uh, five-year PE range is 5 to 33, and it's sitting at around 18, so it's kind of right in the middle. I don't think I'd be a buyer of it. I, I don't know if I'd sell it. It pays 2.5% dividend because it's got strong fundamentals. It does. But I don't think I'd buy or be a buyer at this price. It, it has a lot of support, about 120 Okay, it's at 124. So I'd want to see if it held this for a while, held the support. It has a lot of resistance, about 190. Okay, $190 a share. Um, I don't like it because it's the cycle, but part of the cycle, not yet, anyways. I don't like it yet. We're headed into a break. I welcome your financial investment questions, and you can do it right now. No questions too simple or too complex. You set the agenda, everybody. Call Investalk, 888-99-CHART. In today's world, a variety of factors are affecting the stock markets. Serious investors know building a secure financial future requires hard work and determination. That's why now, more than ever, when it comes to the planning, execution, and maintenance of your portfolio, you need Investalk. With total downloads nearing 50 million, each Invest Talk podcast should be one of your key financial planning and educational tools. Invest Talk is a free download, and hosts Justin Klein and Steve Peasley stand ready to provide their unbiased guidance and professional analysis developed from real time data research and years of investing experience. 24 7, rain or shine, during smooth sailing or on rough weather days. The Invest Talk listener line is open and waiting for your questions. You set the agenda. Don't forget to call Invest Talk 888-99-CHART. The holiday season is here. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein are on duty and they welcome your finance and investment questions. Call Invest Talk. 888-99-CHART. Hello, Justin and Steve. I appreciate all the work that you do for us listeners, and so I hopefully can give you something back in the form of a book recommendation. I know you guys are into that. So a book that I've read recently on you know, maintaining what you call financial freedom, uh, one particular man's opinion, Morgan Housel, The Psychology of Money. I think it's a really great read for uh, your listeners. Also, based on what he advises ultimately in the book is investing in retirement through index funds. So I was just wondering if my strategy through my 403B and the teacher's retirement fund is valid if I do like 30% each in three Vanguard index funds and just keep pumping into those over the years. Is this a good long-term strategy? Thank you for your advice. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. Yes, that is not, that is a good strategy. That is not a bad strategy to do that. Now, I want to make sure that they're not the, you're not overlapping too much. Three separate indexes. Make sure they are different parts of the market. Um, I would suggest a good a third in a value fund at this stage. And uh, so I, I would suggest maybe a mid cap or large cap value fund. Um, I don't uh, at this stage. I would not recommend a growth fund if you had an index of. Commodities, I might suggest that, and then then probably one of the S and P five hundred. 
more broadly speaks. That's kind of where I would be at this moment in time. It doesn't necessarily doesn't mean I would not switch. I would could switch because I would know when maybe it's time to be exit the commodities now and get back into growth stocks. You know, so but you know you could just you could just do three index uh, funds in different sectors of the market are fine. You can do small, large, mid cap indexing. You know, small companies, mid capies, mid sized companies, and large companies. You know, there's different ways to do that, but it all will work. Okay. Let's go talk to Peter in San Francisco. How you doing, Peter? I'm sorry, not Peter, but it's Paul. Hi, Paul. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm Paul. I've called you before. Um, I want to know what is the highest amount of Social Security a person get per month if do everything perfectly and they wait until 70 to get it? What's the highest payout you mean to a person that if he say you know he paid the maximum Social Security benefits over the last thirty years, and what could it be his maximum payout be? Is that what you're asking? I'm trying to do that. Yes. Uh, it probably. I'm. I'm. I'm giving you an educated guess. Okay, an educated guess based on my own personal. Uh, calculations, and it'd be about $5,000 a month. Okay, I'll be not below that too much. That's good. I thought yeah. it would be $10,000 or something like that. Yeah, no, it's not like that. It's not that much. No, they, they don't, yeah, they, they cap it, obviously. But, yeah, that would be very good if you could do that. That would be excellent. Thanks for the call. That's a good call, Paul. Good call, Paul. Appreciate it. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. 888-99-CHART. Because remember, you know, you don't pay Social Security taxes on all your income. If you made $300,000 a year, you wouldn't pay Social Security taxes on $300,000. There's a limit. Like, a, I don't, it changes every year. I think it's around 200000 Maybe somebody out there knows the exact answer. I don't. But you, you earn so much, and then you'll stop paying on your Social Security taxes because you maxed out. You can max out your payments, you know, from your income so good question that's why most people don't think that that's true but it is true okay when people take time to leave an invest Talk podcast review on itunes we like to thank them with a courtesy answer to a question a quick question answer this is bob from boston okay i would like your opinion on wbd wb D, excuse me. I know it has some issues, but it seems like a great risk-reward play at these levels. Thanks a lot. Have a happy new year. This is Warner Brothers Discovery, everybody. Offers original purchase programming to the media and entertainment industries. I'm sure everybody's heard about it. It's a $9.48 stock. Now, it hasn't been this low in years. It has not been this low in years and years and years. Why is it this low? Because it's going to lose $1.90. It hasn't lost money in years and years and years. It's going to lose $1.90 a share and then $0.03 cents a share next year. Sales growth is pretty strong. So if you want to roll the dice, this be you could roll the dice on this one, but I wouldn't, but it is very, very inexpensive. Okay? We're heading to break. Justin and I are happy to play your recorded voice bank questions anytime you want. We love taking your live questions, though. So give us a call. Our numbers never change. So it's 888-99-CHART. Now, each time I host the Invest Talk podcast, I have the satisfaction of taking caller questions. 
and then breaking down the often complex dynamics involved. I make them into easier to understand elements. Each question is tackled live without pre-screening, and some topics are more challenging than others. And that's a good thing, because it allows every InvestTalk caller to shape the content of the podcast. If you've never called, don't hold back. You can leave your InvestTalk questions on the 24-7 Anytime listener line at 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Give me a call. We'll talk about anything financial. 10 ways to avoid the penalty of early withdrawal for individual retirement accounts. Did you know that you can take money out of your Social Security early? I do not recommend it. I don't want you to do it. Please don't do it. This is a last ditch effort, desperate effort. Don't do it, okay? Because you need that money for retirement. That's what it's for. But you can take it out before early retirement without a penalty. The penalty is usually 10%, by the way, and you usually can take your money out at 59 and a half years old or older, and you can take money out without a penalty, and you just got to pay income tax on that money, okay? Also, if you wait till you're 70, it'll be about 30% more if you can wait that long, okay? What are some of the ways you can do it? Okay, I'm going to give you the ways. Um, or why should you do it even? You can do it for higher education expenses. Okay, you may be from penalty of IRA funds or if you're used to pay pay qualifying higher education costs for you, your spouse, or your children or grandchildren. Okay? Second, first-time home buyers. And first-time home buyers, don't misconstrue that because they count first-time home buyers. Let's say you bought a house had it for five years, sold it, and now five years after that, you want to buy a new other house? That's a first-time homebuyers. As long as there's a two-year period where you didn't own a house in between, you still qualify as a first-time homebuyer. So you can borrow money for that. Only about $10,000, though. Penalty-free. Health insurance if you're unemployed. Death. Beneficiaries who inherit an IRA upon the owner's death generally aren't subject to a penalty if they pull the money from the inherited account before age 59 and a half. Unreimbursed medical expenses, birth or adoption, disability, an IRS levy. You can take money out of your 401k or your IRA to pay the IRS. Great. And active reservists in the reserves, military reserves, can can take out money out of their, for certain reasons. You got to learn what they are. And you can also, the 10th way is take money out of substantially equal periodic payments, which is a complex formula. And I still will stress, I don't want you to take money out for any of these reasons. At, at all possible, don't do it. On Friday, I generally like to take time to take a quick rundown of the key benchmarks. Two-year Treasury uh, yield is 4.4%. 4.4%, pretty darn good. At this level, money is going to start competing with the stock market. Bond market is going to start competing with the stock market for money. Because you can make 4.4%, 4.4% U.S. two-year Treasury well, with no risk. Of course, that's way below the inflation rate at this point, but, you know, or the other options, you have to take risks and may lose money. 
For perspective, by the way, um, it was 4.3% two weeks ago. 53 weeks ago, a year ago, it was 0.64%. The two-year is paying 3.87%. So 4.4 for the two, 3.87 for the 10-year. That means we are still in an upside-down interest rate environment. The yield curve is inverted. It's not a healthy sign. Not a healthy sign. Gold was priced at $1,823 an ounce. I saw it did move up sharply in the last few weeks. Uh, last week it was $1,802. Two weeks ago it was $1,792. Six weeks ago it was $1,751. Ten weeks ago it was $1,652. And let's see, let's go back a year. About a year ago, it was $1,911. So, it peaked at the beginning of last year, fell all during the year, and now it's trying to reach back up to that peak. So, silver today, $23.96, $23.96 an ounce. Two weeks ago, it was $23.21. Ten weeks ago, uh, $19.15. So, it's the same, same path gold takes. Oil. $80.26 a barrel. That's kind of gone up. It was $79 a barrel last, a couple of weeks ago. Um, eight weeks ago, it was 88 12 weeks ago, it was 92 So, and, uh, let's see, $113 a barrel a year ago. No, that was 38 weeks ago. A year ago, it was 66 So, it's gone from 66 to 113 and it's 80 now. Okay. Where is it going from here? What about next year? I think it's going to stay in the same range. I don't think it's going to do anything dramatic outside that range unless something dramatic happens. But what's dramatic? Oh, war in the Middle East. Uh, the war expands, expand, Russia war expands dramatically somehow. Something dramatic has to happen or I think the oil is going to stay in that range. Okay. And for now, well, the stock market will be closed on Monday, by the way, for the New Year's holiday. So we have prepared an all-new Best of Caller Questions, a compilation show, of course. You can download that podcast for free at investtalk.com. However, Justin might do a live show. He might do that, so stay tuned. For now, I'm Steve Peasley. I'm ready to take your calls, 888-99-CHART. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication 
and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's attack resistance platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com. HackerOne.com. The markets react to uncertainty. Are you prepared? Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? Your financial future depends on the answers to those questions. Steve Peasley is here now and he's ready to talk with you. Call Invest Talk 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Robert in Pleasanton. Hi, Robert. Hey, Steve. Happy New Year. Thank you. Thank you for the call. So I wanted to talk Verizon. Uh, I have a position in that stock now, but I'm thinking of adding to it um, kind of along the lines of the dogs of the Dow theory, just thinking that it was had such a poor year this year that uh, 2023 is most likely going to be an improvement. So think about that. Frankly, I think that's an excellent idea. And actually, I was uh, looking at it before the show doing the same thing. Same exact thing. We're talking about Verizon, everybody. Yeah, you're not going to get some huge growth factor out of Horizon. It's not going to go double or triple a stock price. But you're getting 6.6% dividend yield right now. The P.E. ratio is 7. The five-year range is 7 to 14. Return on equity is 30%. If you just get the stock to go up to where it was, 50 to $60 a share, which is where it's been for a long time, Right? Long time. Years. Okay? 39 to 50 to $60 plus a 6.6% dividend yield. I, I, I don't see... I, to me, this is a no-brainer. Why, why would you not be an owner of Verizon? I think, I think it's an excellent strategy. Now, don't dump all your money in Verizon, everybody. Don't say, well, Steve said, put all in Verizon. No, I'm saying Hazard is part of a balanced portfolio. I think it's an excellent dividend payer, and you're going to make a very nice profit. You just got to be patient. It might take two years for it to get back up there, but who cares? Meanwhile, you're collecting 6.6% on your money. So I like the idea, Robert, a lot. Thank you. The KPP Premium Newsletters is finished today, and it will be distributed to subscribers tomorrow morning. Uh, of course, I have a little review here. In the market conditions section, I explained, the Santa, Cla- the Santa Claus rally was mixed this year. The first half of the week was negative, but as we reached oversold territory, the market bounced on Thursday. The month of December can be volatile in a year when the market is down double digits, like it has, like it is. Tax loss har- harvesting becomes an intense uh, uh, practice because everybody's had losses so they want to harvest them so that makes it more volatile for the year okay especially in a negative year so the market bounced on thursday fell hard this morning but came back quite a bit after that i don't know if you noticed that today this morning Tax loss harvesting becomes more intense on portfolios that have significant losses. Most portfolios that were tech-heavy will land in that position. However, this could lead into a positive January. Tax loss selling is over, and market has, in general, sold off significantly. Therefore, there's lots of cash sitting on the sidelines. We would not be surprised if January was positive. 
the reverse of February of, of, as, as fear of recession grabs hold again. Okay, initial job claims, a proxy of layoffs increased 9,000 to a seasonally adjusted 225,000 last week, according to the Labor Department. Average weekly claims this year through mid-December were slightly lower than 2019, on average of 218,000, when the labor market was also historically strong. Okay, employers added 263,000 jobs in November, holding near the strong gains of the previous three months, when they averaged 282,000 jobs a month. Third quarter economic growth was stronger than previously estimated, the Commerce Department said last week, and it is largely due to higher estimates of consumer spending. More layoffs are expected in the new year. As inflation marches on, saving, savings accounts will become more depleted. Consumer spending will continue to decline. Purchasing power from the paychecks fell 2.9% for the middle-income households in 2022 compared to 2021, while raising 1.5% for the bottom fifth of households. Okay? So the middle-income people lost money, basic buying power, and the lower-income people gained buying power. We expect to see market volume come back next week as traders return from the holiday. Institutional money will also be rebalancing for the for the new year forecast. So there's lots of commentary detail in the newsletter. We had a couple stock ideas. A company that designs and manufactures and markets orthopedic reconstructive implants, as well as supplies surgical equipment for orthopedic surgery. The company holds the leading share of reconstruction market in the United States, Europe, and Japan. With healthy margins and strong cash flows, we think it should do pretty well. Also, a company that develops and markets drugs with concentration in oncology, immunology, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, and vaccines. However, the company's decision in late 2019 to pull back from the cardio metabolic area will likely reduce the firm's footprint in this large therapeutic space. About 30% of total revenue comes from the United States and 25% from Europe. The company is well positioned for fast-growing emerging markets. So those are the two stock ideas we had. And of course, I give you a sample teaser of the latest KPP premium newsletter. Subscribers, you can you can receive the full edition every Saturday morning if you want it. It comes out every week. And, of course, there's two other sections, portfolio and consumer watch sections. Learn more and subscribe anytime at investtalk.com. Let's go ahead and grab another question, call a question. Hey, Stephen Justin. I was wondering if you could take a look at VTOL, which is Bristow Group. They're an oil services company. I was wondering how something like this would compare to a company like Halliburton or Baker Hughes that are sort of the large names in, in that sector. Thanks. Well, Bristol Group, it provides helicopter transportation services primarily, primarily to more major oil and gas companies in the U.S. and abroad. So it's a transportation company focused on the oil and gas field. So the more drilling out there, the better off they're going to be. So uh, in that situation, that would be a good uh, good position for them. But it's a $27 stock going to make $1.45 this year, lost $0.55 cents a share last year, um, and they're going to make $1.46 in 2024. So how much is that really worth? See, I don't think it's worth much more than where it's trading at, maybe, maybe up to $35, $40, but that, that's about it. 
Uh, I, I don't see a lot of uh, upside potential for the company. I don't. And since they don't pay a dividend, I'm not that interested in the company. I really am not. We're still watching the calendar, everybody. There are only hours remaining in 2022. The stock market has certainly been presenting what I call changing market dynamics. And if you are serious about your financial future, you have to deal with the things the way they are, not the way that you want them to be, but the way they are. So you need to update your strategy. You need to rebalance your portfolios. You should have already done that. I mean, you should have. But if you haven't, then at least think about the strategies going forward. The strategy you have going forward, does it meet your retirement goals? Does it meet the reality of the economy that you're in? That kind of think, kind of thinking, that kind of strategies. You know, how, you know, then how do you implement that strategy? How do you know how much risk you want to take? How, much, how do you know how much risk you, risk you did take? We can all help you with that. We, we at KPP Financial, that's what we do. We help people with those kinds of strategies, those kind of decision-making. So we can do a free portfolio review and assess what risk you're taking and also at the same time determine what risk you really should be taking and what risk you want to take and then try to combine this into a, 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 a manageable process and program going forward for success. It's that simple. Yes, it can get complex. It's not just that simple. It can get complex. Depends on your situation. But it doesn't have to be. And you certainly don't have to take that road alone. You can take us along with you or anybody else who is smart enough to take the proper change, make the proper changes and guide you in the right direction. Not to line their own pockets, to line your pockets. That's one thing great about KPP, my firm, Justin's firm, is we are on the same side of the table as our clients. We want to be. We buy the same thing for ourselves we do for our clients. So let us help you. We'd be happy to help you. We will be happy. You can call us at our Irvine office or email us. Go to our website, investtalk.com, kppfinancial.com. Send us an email. Many ways to get a hold of us. The sooner you do it, the better you off you'll be. So please do. 888-99-CHART is our number. We still can take a couple more calls or a few more calls before the end of the day. Um... Russia assets owned by unfriendly countries. This is Russia. They said their assets owned by unfriendly countries or country people, people. And, of course, you know the United States is on that list, like almost all Western countries are, may have to take up a 50% cut if they want to sell those assets. Russia is going to make you take a 50% cut. Plus, they get a 10%, I read in their fine print, 10% commission to the Russian government to do that. So that's 60%. The reason why I'm bringing this up, this is the danger always, always, always of owning foreign positions, foreign stocks, foreign companies, third world countries. They can change the laws. There's... You, you, too many Americans just assume that the laws are going to be fair and just all the time. Because most of the time, our laws, when it comes to owning something, are fair and just. We own it. It's ours. We can sell it for market value. And we don't have to worry about the government stealing it, generally speaking. Okay, I don't want to say everything, but generally speaking. When you're dealing with foreign assets, foreign stocks, and you don't know the laws and rules and regulations... And they change, 
That's a, I'm not saying you don't own these things. I'm saying you have to own these things with your eyes wide open, understanding that you have additional political dangers doing it. That's the point. Okay, so be very careful when you own foreign positions. Okay, uh, also, before the, before the end of the show, I, 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 I wonder how many of you out there know how much money you have to earn to be the, one of the top 10%, to be the 10 percentile of rich people in the United States. How much money do you have to earn a year to be, reach the top 10% of earners for the year? About 5%, 1%. I want to make sure I get to that before the end of the show because I think it's fascinating. This is Talk. We are working our way towards the end of the year, the end of the program. And, of course, you can get your last questions in before that happens. Our number is the same, 888-99-CHART. We'll play that next. In today's world, a variety of factors are affecting the stock markets. Serious investors know building a secure financial future requires hard work and determination. That's why now, more than ever, when it comes to the planning, execution, and maintenance of your portfolio, you need InvestTalk. InvestTalk is a free download. Your participation makes it unique. Don't forget to call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve and Justin. Hope you're having a great holiday. Happy holidays to you and everybody at at the office. I have a question on a ticker, ARCC. It is a business development company, and I am looking at it, and uh, I'm very interested, and I would like to know what you think about it. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Okay, this is Aries Capital Corp. Investing in first, second lien, senior loans, and mezzanine debt for U.S. middle market firms. So they lend money to companies uh, to get bigger. Basically, that's what they are. It's a $9.3 billion company, and it's a $18.47 stock. They're going to make $1.93 this year. Through That's 2022, by the way. Uh, last year, they made $2.02 a share. Next year, $2.22, meaning that that's like a 9 PE. Now, don't get too excited because that's right about in the middle of its range. But they pay a very nice dividend, 10.4%. They've been a pretty steady dividend payer for years. Their sales growth is pretty stellar in the you know, low teens, the mid-teens usually. So that's pretty good. Um, I kind of like it, but it's risky because of the economic cycle, where, where we are in the economic cycle. But if you bought this stock today, you'd get a pretty decent dividend, and it'd be pretty uh, pretty. A pretty good bet on the future. I think it, it will work. It may not work for a year or two, but while you're waiting, you're getting a nice dividend. So I kind of like the stock on a long-term basis. Long-term. Not short. Long. Okay? That's Aries Capital Market. Anyways, uh, did you see that UK inflation falls from a 41-year high? Did you see that ECB, the European Central Bank, is going to hike rates? Uh-huh. Retail sales fell 6% in November as consumers feel the pressure. And according to some globalists, global economy is headed into a decade of low growth. 
bunch of economists have said that. The whole globe is headed into a decade of low growth. I think that's probably pretty accurate. So inflation's going to ease next year. We're going to have a slow growth economy for a number of years. Uh, U.S. consumers think inflation's going to ease next year. So, you know, things aren't as bleak as people think. I don't. I, I think that, as I, I told you at the beginning of the show, I think we're going to have a tough first part of the year. And the second part of the year, you will do, the market will do better. The market will do better. Economy might still be struggling, but the market will do better. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here, everybody, to help you achieve financial freedom. And our goal will continue right after this break. So get your questions in now. 888-99 chart. This is Invest Talk. Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? Is it delivering the types of gains you want and need to achieve financial freedom? Well, turn up the volume because there are many questions that deserve unbiased answers. And Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your calls live. 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve and Justin. Happy New Year to both of you. My question is about uh, some of the companies I hold. I was scrolling through the bond offerings on the secondary market, and I noticed that some of the companies I hold stocks and also have some bonds that are are highest yielding um, as far as corporate bonds, such as uh, Altria Group and uh, Canadian Natural Resources. I'm just wondering if that should be concerning to me, holding their stocks, that uh, they have bond offerings with such high yields compared to some of the other corporations out there. So hopefully you can uh, clarify whether that should be concerning or not. I uh, appreciate your time. Thank you. Well, that's that's very good. That's a very good question. Very good thinking on your part because you are adding to your risk if you own the stock and bonds of the same company. But I don't think it should be a, an overriding concern. Okay, I really don't. Especially the two companies you listed are pretty major companies. The bigger the companies, the safer they are, the more protections you have. And remember, in a, a bond, you're in a higher ownership position. If something does go wrong with a company, you get first pick of the assets. You get paid first, not the stockholders. Just don't overdo it. It's okay to have a couple of you know, bond and stock, the same company, but not... Not not your whole portfolio will have bonds and 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 stock owning the same company. That 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 would be wrong. You want to remember proper diversification. Proper diversification is key. That's a key to managing a portfolio. Okay. Okay. One last thing before the show is done because I don't think we have much time in the la- you know here in the last show of the last for the last day of the new la- 2022. How much money does it take to be a 10 percent earner in the United States. In other words, you're the top 10% group. How about top five, top 1% of earners? How much money do you have to earn to meet that goal? Top 10% earners, and this is in 2020, by the way, so it's not up to date, but 2020, you only had to make $173,000 a year. And you would be in the top 10% echelon. You're rich. You would be the rich, quote, unquote, the rich, 
Top 10% earnings. You need to pay all your money in taxes. Top 5%, 343000 Top 1%, top 1% of earners in the United States, 2022, earned $824,000 a year. Now, that's a pretty good chunk of change. But that's a top 1%. I think people have this distorted. Can I ask my wife this? She had no idea. She said, she said oh, no, $10 million? Be the top 10%? That was her guess. And it's 173000 What would be your guess? Middle class average. A middle class income average. How much do you think that is? 2022. Middle income average. $90,000 a year. That's middle income. Middle. So we're not a nation of a bunch of billionaires and zillionaires making all these hundreds of millions of thousands of dollars every year. We're not. We are a well-off country. We work hard for our money, and we deserve our own money. Okay? But we're not as well-off as I think everybody thinks we are. And I, it, it, it gets distorted when the politicians start talking about, we need to tax the rich, we need to tax the rich. Well, who is the rich? Are you talking about people making $90,000 a year? Well, that's the middle income. So we have to, and we have to be more realistic. What is taxing the rich and how much should they pay? What's a fair amount? I'm not, talking, I'm not complaining about paying for taxes. I'm talking about what's fair for everybody. And I just find it, you know, I think, I think you must find it interesting also that that's all that is. $173,000 in your top 10%? Seems kind of low to me. Does it seem low to you? Hmm. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investile program. Justin Klein and I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family members about our free podcast downloads. Get your downloads anytime at iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. We have achieved more than 48.4 million downloads thanks to you. Of course, we really do appreciate it. So please be sure to review and rate us on iTunes if you listen to us and download us through that venue. We would appreciate it. You can ask questions. We'll get to you. The stock market will be closed Monday, everybody. So have a happy New Year's holiday and be safe. Independent thinking, share success. This is Invest Talk. Happy New Year. InvestTalk is a trademark of KPP Financial. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them. Specifically, nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell security. Because such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor firm which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein is chief executive officer of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial. Thank you for listening, and your comments and questions are welcome on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.